In pursuit of God, discovering purpose, maximizing potential. 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 Jesus House for All Nations. This message has been recorded live at Jesus House for All Nations. God bless you. We bow 
Father, we worship you. Lord, we exalt you. We magnify your name, O God. We give you praise in this place. We declare that you are God and God alone. There is no one like you, O God. We worship you. Our soon and coming King, we bless your holy name. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Go on, appreciate divine. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Divine, you, you, you're going to wait there just to play when we meditate. Amen. Praise God. Now, as I thought about what, what we'd been doing for a few minutes before we, um, after we spent 15-odd uh, minutes, whatever it was, just, just sitting in the presence of God with lovely worship, and then we would go on to meditate on the Scripture. But I thought our actions might give us a f an impression that isn't exactly correct. Because, you see, meditation... What we do is just an introduction to it. Um, I, you know, I don't want anyone to think that meditation is something that you do in three minutes or five minutes or however many minutes we do it. Um, one thing that, that meditation involves is time. Yeah, you just simply have to dedicate time to it. And we do this in three minutes or so because we have a limited amount of time here and there are many things we want to do. But if you genuinely want to meditate on the Word of God, one thing you've got to do is give it time. Amen? And you know, you, know, you don't really, I never really 
thought I would learn anything much from a cow, but you have, if you observe a cow, you can learn a lot about meditation. So cows eat copious amounts of food, but they have an interesting habit. They eat all this food, and then they bring all the food back up. But instead of bringing it back up as in vomiting, they bring it back up into their mouths. And then on average, eight hours a day, the cow spends or can spend eating or chewing on the food that it has eaten, the part that it has brought out. Now, can you, think, can you imagine that? You've eaten the food, it's already gone in, then you bring the food back out, and then you start chewing on the food, the same food. I mean, some people like me, and, and Shola is always saying to me, you eat too fast, you eat too fast. Some people like me, I'm not even sure we chew. We just put the food and it goes in, put the food and it goes in. And I look around and every time we're out, I'm the first to finish it in. My, 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 um, our sons are like that. You know, I hope they get some spiritual things from their father apart from the ability to eat fast. Thank God Noni eats like a lady. But our sons, once you put the food, it's like where we think the food is going to go. In next no time, it's gone. Now, and we move on with life. But a cow, a cow takes in this food, brings out this food to its mouth, and then chews on the food. Um, it's called chewing the cud or chewing cud. It chews on the food for eight hours. You're thinking, what are you doing eating the same food for eight hours? But then they find that in those eight hours, or however many hours it is, every, every nutrient from the food, especially the enzymes that the cow needs, has been chewed and drained and sucked and, and brought out from the food. So if you force the cow after eight hours to open its mouth, it, there's nothing, it, it, whatever is in its mouth has nothing of value to anybody. It's taking everything of value out because it spends time slowly and meticulously, repeatedly going over and over, moving it from one side of its mouth to another and just chewing the same food. Amen? And, and they say that cows that chew cod, or chew the cod, whichever one, they say they are always healthier than cows that don't. Because all the nutrients, yeah? How many, how, many, how many are like me who thought you could never learn anything from a cow? Yeah? But, but it's the same with meditation. It's not the three minutes we do it. It's how long you masticate on the word of God. You know, how long you chew the word of God. You, you, you mull over it. You muse about it. You contemplate it. You know, it's the time that you can devote to that that gives medita makes meditation the power that it is. Because then the word of God sinks into your being, into your subconscious. And when something enters your subconscious, it becomes your default mode to respond. So that sometimes you don't even know that it is there. But when a circumstance comes that requires a response, your response is what is in your system. Because you have... You have you have chewed on it and you have mulled it over. You have thought about it. You have ruminated 
um, on that particular word. Amen? So you have to create time for it. It's not something that happens overnight, um, and it's not something that you do because you're in 21 days of the sovereignty of God. It is something that becomes a lifestyle where you just ruminate on the word of God. Amen? Praise God. With time. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. So, Jeremiah, the 10th chapter, and the 7th verse, from the Amplified Version. Who would not fear you, O King of the nations? For it is appropriate and it is your due. For among all the wise men of the nations and in all their kingdoms, there is none like you. Amen? Who would not fear you, O King of the nations? For it is appropriate and it is your due. For among all the wise men of the nations and in all their kingdoms, there is none like you. Amen? Can you chew on that for a, for a few minutes? I know we don't have time, but can you chew on that scripture? Go on. Just, just chew on that scripture.
Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Lord, we bless you. We glorify your name, O God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Our greatest ally in this war against the kingdom of darkness is the Spirit of God. I think the way God has worked it out, He's given us what is really an edge in this battle, and that edge comes in the person of the Holy Spirit. When Jesus was going, uh, he says in John 14, verse 16, he will ask the Father, and the Father will give us another comforter. And, and you know, the Amplified Version breaks down, uh, in a sense, what that, that comforter, that Spirit of God comes to do, to be a counselor, to be a, a helper, an intercessor, an advocate, a strengthener, and a standby. And every one of those expressions of his, we desperately need uh, in spiritual war warfare. I like the way the Bible puts it in John 16, verse 7. Again, this is the Amplified Classic Version. He says, however, I am telling you nothing but the truth. This is a, the truth. When I say it is profitable, it is good, it is expedient, it is advantageous for you that I go away. Because if I do not go away, the comforter, the counselor, the helper, the advocate, the intercessor, the strengthener, the standby will not come to you into close fellowship with you. But if I go away, I will send him to be in close fellowship with you. Amen? And, and God knows the end from the beginning. God knew, of course, in the plan that Jesus would come, he would do what he did at the cross of Calvary, lay down his life in the process, break the backbone of the kingdom of darkness, get us into an eternity, eternity with God, a relationship with God, reconcile us to God, go on to be in heaven, but then we are still left here on earth to walk through life, live out the objectives of the kingdom, and do that in the face of an adversary and his cohorts who are evil, wicked, and have an evil agenda. And I feel that God says, God was, God's plan was, well, that's the case, but I will give you an edge. I will give you the Holy Spirit. I'll give you a part of me that will be with you and that will, by what he does with you as a counselor, helper, an advocate, an intercessor, a strengthener and a standby, and as long as you are submitted to him, in close fellowship with him, intimate with him, then he will empower you in all these ways to make sure that you have victory in this fight. <coughs> amen. Can someone say amen to that? So, 
Paul puts it like this. He kind of sums all these things up in Romans, the 8th chapter, verses 26 and 27. He says, likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Amen? This, this, this is in this warfare, and since the, 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 the war, the major part of this warfare, this battlefield, is in the place of prayer, then this single scripture just gives us an edge. That God knows that we have weaknesses, we have frailties. Uh, on our own, we are unable to do what needs to be done, especially in the place of prayer. And prayer is often, that place of prayer often forms a launch pad for us in this warfare. So God says, I know how I, I will sort it out. Because you simply don't know what to do in the place of prayer, sometimes you don't know what to pray, you don't know how to pray. God says, I will help by literally putting myself in you so that me in you can speak to me out of you if you, if you, if you accept that it is three in one and, and the three is in one. Then in a sense, the spirit in you is speaking to God but knows the mind of God, so is speaking directly the mind of God to God concerning that situation, that circumstance, and as a result, God can answer it because it lines up with his will. Does this make some sense? Amen. Praise God. So six things that the Spirit does for us practically in warfare, in spiritual warfare. Number one, he tells you what to say. He tells you what to say. If every, door has a, if every door has a key, then if you have the key to the door, you can unlock the door. He practically tells you what to say. And there are times when you are praying or you're in warfare that it's just one phrase that is needed to unlock that door. Now, there is no way you would guess the phrase, but I'm sure you've experienced it. I've experienced it where I'm praying about something and the Spirit of God will say to you specifically, say this. Has anybody experienced that? Yeah. Where he says, say this. Or, and it's specific, you know, where he tells you exactly what to say. Amen. I like the story in Acts, the 13th chapter, and verses 6 to 12, um, of uh, the sorcerer, the false prophet by Jesus, um, and who somehow had manipulated um, Sergius Palus, who was the proconsul, so that he could not hear God. And when he called for Barnabas and Saul and wanted to hear the word of God, but the sorcerer uh, withstood them and sought to turn the proconsul away from God. Then Saul, the Bible says, who is also called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked intently at him and said, 
O full of deceit and all fraud, you son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, you will not cease perverting the straight ways of the Lord. And now indeed the hand of the Lord is upon you, and you shall be blind, not seeing the sun for a time. How many know that was specific? Yeah? It wasn't a general prayer. It wasn't I rebuke you. It was a specific prayer. You will be blind. And a mist settled upon him. And as soon as that dark mist settled upon him, he couldn't see. Whatever he was holding the pro council bound by was broken. And the Bible says the pro council rece received. Amen? How many know that was a strategic conversion? Yeah? And he had been sitting on this guy, refusing to let this, the spirits in him refusing to let this guy. And a direct word that was accurate and to the point, you will be blind, was what caused the mist to come. And then there was a strategic conversion. Somebody who was very high up in the government uh, gave his life to Christ. And I pray that we'll have testimonies like that in this nation. Amen. He tells you what to say. It's a, it's a wonderful weapon to have in warfare where he, he puts a word in your ear and you direct that specific word and a mountain comes down because he put a word, the key, in your mouth. Can someone say amen to that? Number two, he directs you. Sometimes it's a direction to do a prophetic action. You know, the way spiritual warfare wo works, there are all kinds of things that come into play. And sometimes it's, it's what is needed to unlock that situation is, is, is an action that has come from God, what we call a prophetic action. You know, you, you've, um, you, 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 you've heard of situations where God will say to people, speak, speak into the ground, take the sand from the, the dust from the ground and blow it into the atmosphere. Just prophetic actions that God can ask you to do. Um, I told you about the prophetic action where God asked me to, uh, in the physical, pour, take anointing oil and draw a line. Uh, 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 and he told me spiritually, I was in a sense drawing a bloodline that the enemy wouldn't be able to cross over. Now, how many know there's no way I would have figured out what to do? I could have been praying, 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 but what was needed was a prophetic action to unlock that situation. Yeah? Um, I can tell you many prophetic actions regarding my finances where he would say, do this specifically, a prophetic action. Um, I'm sure you remember the time we, were, we had a pursuit of God and he said on one, one day that we should take all the offering and sow it into other ministries who were struggling, small, much smaller ministries. You know. Now, of course, that action was to unlock a blessing for us, yeah? Um, so he directs you. And when you're in warfare, it's wonderful where he's giving you minute-by-minute minute directions, amen? He also directs you by what I call prompts and checks. And this happens a lot to me. And I can't explain it, but I have a check in my spirit. And when you walk with God as you are, you are doing, you begin to know how this is a check from the Spirit of God. The circumstances are not fully revealed to you. You're praying about something, but there is a certain check in your spirit that holds you back. 
And sometimes it's not a check, it's a prompt. Where he prompts you to do something or say something. You just kind of get a little nudge in the spirit. And you have to be sensitive to it. Um, Acts 16 verses 6 to 7. Now, when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. After they had come to Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. It wasn't from the Scriptures. It wasn't like the Spirit spoke to them. But there was just something that held them back from going into Asia. And I'm sure you know that, in a sense, God wasn't ready for them in Asia. If they had gone against the check of the Spirit, who knows what calamity awaited them there? Yeah, because there was just something that held them back in the Spirit. You know, you can't... Um, God is not an equation. You know, it, it, our work with Him is born out of a relationship. And so we have to grapple with the dynamics of the relationship. You can't say because of this, this and that, then this must be this. No, it doesn't work like that. There are some, there are some things that have happened in the Bible and I've thought, really? Most of us would have, get, would have got that wrong. So, so Jesus is born. There's all this prophecy about him. There's a whole demonstration of power for his birth. The Spirit of God overshadows uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus. She defies all things natural and has a child. It's the Son of God. And then one day, when the child is still a baby, an angel of God comes to the child's father and says to the child's father, take this child and run away. How many know that if that's modern-day Pentecostals, we are not going anywhere? This is the child of God. It is time for warfare. We have to fight. We'll call the intercessors. We'll start to release weapons. We'll start to unleash. But, and, but th that's because the, we are not hearing God. God is saying, in the timing of heaven, we are not ready for this Herod. And how many know when they were ready for Herod, they showed Herod that power belongs to God. So it's that level of sensitivity that allows us to take positions in warfare and allows us to just flow with the Spirit of God, a prompting, a nudge, you know, that pushes you in one direction, checks you about something you're, you're about to do, you know, in the midst of engaging with the enemy. Amen? Number three, he strengthens you. Yeah, he strengthens you. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 4, the New Living Translation. It says, a person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally. But one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. Yeah, there are times to strengthen the entire church where a word of prophecy comes and it, it exhorts the church. But there are times you need to be strengthened personally. And one who speaks in tongues, who has that, that, that gift of the Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, or who has the gift of speaking in tongues, whatever term you want to call it, strengthens himself. The Passion Translation says, the one who speaks in tongues advances his own spiritual progress. Advances his own spiritual progress. You know, when Paul says, I speak in tongues, I pray in tongues and I pray in my understanding. I, speak in, I sing in tongues and I sing in my understanding. 
And then Paul makes a boast, which I don't think we should ever overlook. Paul says, I, I pray in tongues more than you all. You know, it gives me an idea as I think of Paul's life. And it's something I try to mirror. And I have great seasons of it, like now. And then, you know, I pray that we never all go back to those, those seasons we are coming from where we kind of meander. But like these great seasons I'm having, I'm, I just enjoy it because I feel that this is the kind of thing Paul did. Paul did. I feel that Paul would have taken every opportunity to pray in tongues. I just feel that. He's on, he's on a horse heading somewhere. Instead of just looking around and admiring the landscape, he'd be praying in tongues. So I kind of try to copy that now. So I pray in tongues a lot. So usually I, 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 I would be on my phone in the car, but it is rare now for me to use the phone in the car. It's a car phone. It's not one of those phones. Before you say, Pastor, are you obeying the law? But, but because now... The journey time between places is 30 minutes of praying in tongues. That's a, that's, 30 minutes of praying in tongues can totally change a person's life. And if you add that up, so when we understand what the Bible says, that you know, praying in tongues, it, the, 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 the Passion Translation says it advances your own spiritual progress. So you know that every time I'm praying in tongues, I'm advancing my spiritual progress. I'm moving forward spiritually. I'm building myself up personally. Amen? Number four, he helps you to see. And you know, we kind of spoke about that on Sunday and, and that graphic example of uh, um, Gehazi, the servant of Elisha. Now, that act is really an act of the Spirit of God. Yeah? Where the Spirit of God opens your eyes and you start to see. Amen? And I'm sure you know in warfare, that ability to see, you know, is, is priceless. That, that you can see things. You know, and I, I think um, seeing, you know, when, when you're, we'll talk, about, we'll talk about how to deal with these bodiless persons um, when we talk maybe this, this, this Sunday or next Sunday. But, you know, when you're praying for someone who, and you're praying for the person to be delivered from a spirit, one of the best things that can happen to you is for you to see. So you know specifically what spirit you're dealing with. All the time you know. I was praying for a girl, praying for a lady, and dealt with quite a number of spirits, quite a number of spirits. Um, and all of a sudden, I saw her father, something to do with her father, and instantly I heard, as I saw, that it's a spirit of poverty. And that her, that her father had literally tied his children into this place of lack. And this was a young lady, this was a lady who had a great job, had great earning capacity, but just never seemed to have any money, actually never had any money through all kinds of circumstances. Now, as soon as I address that spirit, mayhem. The lady jackknifed, literally levitated, and went into a frenzy. Now, how would I have known to address a spirit of poverty? The lady is not poor. The lady has a great career and a great job. 
But it was what I saw as I was praying that made me engage in that way in that warfare and broke the hold of that, that, that spirit um, over that girl's, over that young lady, that lady's life. Does this make some sense? Yeah. Yeah. Number five, he helps you to hear. Yeah, he helps you to hear. You can listen in, and then he can tell you things. Amen? And number six, he helps you to pray. And especially, he helps you to pray what the Bible calls mysteries. Yeah? 1 Corinthians 14 verse 2. The Passion Translation says, and if you can get ready to kind of scroll us through a few, a few uh, verses. So if we, if we start with, I'll read the Passion, then you can do the Amplified and then the New Living Translation, the King James Version. When someone speaks in tongues, no one understands the word he says because he is not speaking to people but to God. He is speaking intimate mysteries in the Spirit. Intimate mysteries in the Spirit. Amen? The King James says, um, he does not speak to men, he speaks to God. No one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. Uh, and we, you know what, we know what mysteries are. The things that are, are not yet revealed. Yeah? So, when you are addressing a mountain, you're dealing with a circumstance. You're engaging the enemy. There are things about those circumstances that you have no clue about. Frankly, you don't even know how God is going to do it. But you need God to do it. And God wants you to talk to him about it. So guess what? You have to speak mysteries to him. And without the Spirit of God giving you utterance, acting as an intercessor for you, um, giving you utterance in that gift of speaking in tongues, there's no way you can discuss those things with God. Amen? You know, there are mysteries surrounding your children. There are mysteries surrounding your future. There are mysteries surrounding, you know, everything. And you know, what, it, the reason is because the next minute is a mystery for us now. Not talk about tomorrow. It's a complete mystery. You can say certain things, but even the things that you're saying, you have no way of knowing if they are going to pan out that way. It's a mystery. You can... You can say, certainly I will be at work at 9 a.m. Well, that's until the tube, until the tube stops working tomorrow. The lights go out. Uh, there's a spillage on the road. It's, all these things are mysteries. And yet we have to deal with them in prayer. And, and that's the beauty of this. Can you put it on? Yes, thank you. He utters secret truths. You know, there are truths about things that we don't understand. Um, foundational truths that we haven't fully grasped. There are hidden things not obvious to our understanding. Is this making some sense? Yes, making some sense? Amen. Okay, one more version. The New Living Translation, maybe. You'll be speaking by the power of the Spirit, but it will all be mysterious. That speaks for itself. Amen? You know, there was, um, 
There was a, 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 an image God gave me that I shared many years ago. And, and people who used to pray with me then, and some of you will remember, still say to me today, that image really helps them when they're praying in the Spirit for a long while. I said to them that if you imagine that your life is a locomotive, yeah? It's a, uh, a train engine. And TV, you remember that, 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 that picture? And TV was smiling. Mark, you remember this picture? Your life is a... This was when we would pray for hours. And I knew that I, I, I wanted to encourage people to just be able to pray for hours in the Spirit. So I said, imagine your life is a... Your life, you know, your, is a locomotive engine. It needs to move and it needs to go into the future. But that future is entirely in God's hands. And it is the future. You don't know it. You don't know where this train should go, this locomotive engine should go. In much the same way that a lot of us, yeah, we don't really know. So I would say to them, but you can play a part because a locomotive engine moves on tracks. I said, so you can lay tracks in prayer. As you speak in tongues, just imagine that you're laying tracks. You're laying tracks. Now, the more tracks you lay, and the faster you lay the tracks, the further the, the locomotive engine can go, and the faster it can go. Does this make some sense? So, when, you, when, I, when I find myself praying, um, and, and some, you're, just, you're just praying in the Spirit, I see myself a lot of times. I say, let me pray for my life. What am I seeing? I said, let me lay tracks. Let me just lay tracks. And I go on and on. And I just see myself laying tracks, laying tracks, laying tracks. And because it's the spirit that controls it, I don't have to worry about where the tracks are going. I just have to do my part in the laying of the tracks. Does, does that make some sense? Will that help you in prayer? Amen. So, so a lot of times, just lay tracks. Just lay tracks. Don't worry. Just keep laying tracks. The Bible says it's spiritual progress. You pray in an unknown tongues and there's spiritual progress. Amen? Praise God. So, of course, the key, if you understand this, is if this is my ally, the Bible says he's my helper. The Bible says these are the things he does. You know, he comes to bring counsel. Uh, he acts as an advocate, a an strengthener, a standby, an intercessor. And all those things are necessary for spiritual warfare. And then we know that he does all these six things. How many know that? Then the thing is that I have to cultivate the deepest relationship with my ally. Do, does that make some sense? That's why the Bible says, talks about intimate fellowship with him. That becomes the number one driving force because this is the key to success in spiritual warfare. When I'm tired, he helps me. When, when, I'm, when I'm weak in my inner man, he gives me strength. He builds me up personally. Uh, when I don't know what to pray, he gives me a word. He shows me things. He speaks things to me. He just basically helps me in that place of prayer. I can pray about things that I don't understand. I can have uh, uh, intimate, articulate, uh, precise conversations with God about things that my natural mind does not understand. What an awesome, awesome ally to have in prayer. Can someone say amen? Amen? So, what are the things that I would say then as, as we, we quickly round up because I want us to lay some tracks today. What are the things that I would say? Well, 
if that's the case, then I have to cultivate a habit of talking to him regularly. Yeah? I just have to talk to him regularly. I have to take every opportunity to talk to him because I want to build a deep relationship with him. So I talk to him. And, and you know, it's not talking to him in, in tongues because my understanding is bypassed, but I need my understanding engaged because I am trying to build a relationship with him. So before even talking about tongues, I talk to him. You know, I build a friendship with him. Nobody builds a friendship without talking. A husband and wife that don't talk is an accident waiting to happen. The strength of a relationship is that we can talk to each other. So I talk to him. I become accustomed to speaking to him. Amen? Number two, I sing to him because he loves it when we sing to him. We, we serenade him uh, and, and we sing to him. You know, we express our emotions and our love to him. We let him know that, that, that he's everything. He's the center of everything. He just loves it when we do that. Don't you lo wouldn't you love it if you were in a relationship and the person expressed their emotions to you? Part of the challenge of relationships is where you're in a relationship with someone who is emotionless. You know, does not say any nice loving things to you. You know, does not, does not, just, just a robot. You know, and, and that's part of the challenge. So the, the relationship is fueled by us learning to sing to him. Number three, we submit and we yield to him. The more yielded and the more we submit, the happier he is. And it's usually little things. I was driving out of the house today and our gardener was working. The gardener for the, the community. And he had mentioned to my wife that his father was ill, has cancer, and it's pretty advanced. So as I drove out, I had gone past him, but as I drove by him, I heard the small voice say, stop and talk to him. Just encourage him. But I had an appointment in the office. I was rushing. It was, the voice wasn't loud. You know, you know when it's loud, you have no choice. You have to stop. But it wasn't loud. It was just a small, quiet voice. Just dropped in. In fact, it could have been my own thought or impression. How many have been in situations where you think, oh, this must be me speaking to myself, and off you go. But as I drove, the voice kind of, it, I felt a bit, you know, stop and talk to him. No shouting, nothing. No thoughts saith the Lord, my son and the pastor, thine shall stop and thou shall have a deep conversation and speak the word in this thy season of waiting on me. It wasn't anything like that. It was just stop and, stop and encourage him. And by the time I'd driven a bit, I just kind of felt so convicted that I stopped and reversed all the way, wound up my window and said to him, oh, how's your father? The look of shock on his face, you know. I said, how is he? So he said to me, you know, it's not looking good. You know, they start chemotherapy tomorrow, da, 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 da. I said, what's his name? He was shocked. He said, Antonio. I said, I just asked because we'll be praying for him specifically. And you could see the whole expression of this man change. That, that this man who barely speaks to him, you know, has stopped, engaged him, asked for his father's name. He knows what I do, I presume. And we're going to be praying for him. So, so what, what I'm just trying to say that 
That's the level of yieldedness we must get. Where he says, do this, just do it. And you know, because he's not a, he's, he's not a ruffian. If he says do, if he says it in his quiet voice, do and you don't do, he leaves you. He'll, you know, he'll say it in a way, but he'll leave you. Don't forget, with Elijah, God wasn't in all the drama. He wasn't in the, in the thunder. He wasn't in the fire. He wasn't in the shaking. He was in a still, small voice. Amen? So let's just learn to yield to the obvious in the word of God. And then let's learn to yield to that still, small voice that is his. Yeah? And number four, pray as much as you can in the language he has given you. Yeah? Speaking mysteries, secret truths, hidden things. Um, and lastly, number five, not to grieve him. Yeah? Do whatever you can not to grieve him. Amen. Amen. We don't have much time um, to lay these tracks. In those days, we'd do this for a few hours. Or maybe you can lay some tracks for 20 minutes. You think you can? Yeah, for 20 minutes. Let the train go where it wants to go. Yeah, let it just go. Just, just, just get your tools out and start laying tracks. Let the train just go. If you don't speak in tongues and you want to be prayed for to receive um, this wonderful gift, you're welcome to come forward. The pastors will pray for you. Uh, but we just want to speak. Just, you just want to lay tracks into your future. You know, speak secret truths and hidden things. And I want you to pray um, in three batches. Um, firstly, I want you, or four batches. I want you to pray for yourself, your family, uh, then this church, then the nation. Amen. Um, we have 25 minutes. How do you break 25 minutes off into four? Now you know that I got an F9 in maths. <laughs> How do you break 25 minutes into four? Six minutes. Six minutes. Okay. All right, so six minutes on each one. It's not much. It's not much at all. You know, it's not much. But you can do it because it's not the time. Just lay some tracks. Now you're praying for yourself, your future, your aspirations. What are God's plans for you? What are the things that, what are hidden things that you don't understand about yourself? Go on. If you start praying that, pray for yourself. Speaking mysteries to God. Go on, seize your destiny. This is your chance to seize your destiny. Mando <laughs> 
Ramondo Brokorobojo Kuraye Kekeriende Brokokorobojo Kuraye Kakarianda Brokotorobo Riheye Mondarianda Brakina Nakun Toroboje Kekeriende Jerebosum Karianda Brokokorobojo Kekeriende Brokurabazaki and Doroboje Kekeriende Jinana Mondo Robojo Kuraye Kekeriere Bozaka Kariaraba Borobojo Kurabujanda Karianda Brokotorobo Remamando Robojaka Kariaraba Rekeriende Brokorobojo Kurayenke Kurubujaka Kariende Keriete Brokorobo Rimanda Brakina Nakun Torobojo Kurayeke Kerieba Mandorobojuka Karianda Brokotorobojo Kurayeke Keriende Irandurabazaka Karianda Brokos Torobojo Kurayeke Keriende Jenemondo Robojo Kurayika Karianda Brokotorobojo Kurayeke Kiandorobo Mandorobojuka Kariara Bojeke Keriende Manderianda Randele Braza Karianda Mandelioro Bozokura Yeke Keriende Manderianda Brokurobojaka Karianda Mandelibokuremandarianda Brokokorobojokura Yeke Manderebosutarianda Brokurobojanda Karianda Keke Keriende Keke Kurubojaka Kariarabo Rimamamandele Basandere Basandere Bashandere Bashakurianda Brokotorobo Rekin Korianda Brakina Nakuntorobojeke Keriende Jiradara de Rebosidora Basandaria future, your destiny. Go on, just lift your voice. Let the Spirit of God grant you utterance. Begin to speak mysteries and intimate secrets, plans that your understanding has no idea about. Reboso kurayeke kerie basaka kariara bajete morobondo robojo kurayeke kerie nde brokuna naka jegegegria mandere bazende rianda brokurobojaka karianda mando robojo kurayeke kerie te brosinda ladalale bozeke kerie nde jina namanda rabajanda 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 raboborobojo kurayeke ke jina nenendere basende rebasende 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 rebando rianda brokotorobo Hariba sokura yeke keriende mando robojaka karianda jerere bondo robojokura yeke kiando robojokura ye mando robojaka karianda zebreketi ando robojokura ye Mandere bosikanda brokotorobo rabuzaka kariata keke korobojete kurubojaka kariata borose tendula nusaka dede basika doshte brekida bredeki yamushanturaye ragadushta kanande kelebro kurabujaka mandosto brokoroboshte keribazanka kariato rebesikanda kariata kretekete keriamaka brokotokotokorobojeke barika kakuramanta kariata brokokorobojeke Mando robojo kakariara bozeke kiyantere bazaka. Mando robojo kura yekeke. Ia mujanka broko toroboza kura manda kati yemusete. Mondura yekeke kurubojaka kariata brokoto, brokoto, brokoto. Aribo zikadanga dege, dege dege ndigaru, badigadanga daga, dagdaganda goro. Borobojuka kakadeste, lemine ia mujankurianda bokoste, keliende brokosto. Aribazenke kiyashto, bradakuna neke. 
Mandosi Kadushta, Labrode, Lebredeki Amuzanka, Brokuna Nikandorobo, Aribaze, Dede Bazokura Yekeke, Brokuna Nikanta, Rabishtangadaze, De Brokuna Nika Goste, Rabidabrabakaria Rabozekeke, Rabidabarabakaria Rabozekeke, Rabidabakaria Rabojo Kuraye, Mandorobo Shukakariata Brokoto, Manderiboza Kanka Brokunaye, Mandorobo Jotushte, Lebra Dakinde, Kiando Braka, Hazima no corobojende kiashto, rabosike kiamu santa, kalalalades, dorobosto, doroboso ture inanamanda, brokokorobo jokuraye, makiando robo jakaka, mandorobo zokuraye keke, borikadanka brakinanaka. Father, we thank you. Now you want to start praying for your family. You want to start praying for your family. And please remember part of the prayer. We, are, we believe your praying is for the salvation of their souls. How are they going to get saved? You have no idea. Who, who's going to go and minister to them? Where are they going to get saved? Some of those things that are long-standing in families, you have no idea. They are way above your pay grade, but the Spirit of God has. So let's start to talk about talk to God about families, you know, mysteries and and hidden things not obvious to our understanding about your family. Go and start praying. Mario Koroboshende Kiando Roboshte, Rebabakianda Brakinana Kontorobobo Korobo, Rebobo Korobo Jokolaye, things that happened before your time. Maribanda, things that you're not aware of. Zebro Kotorobo, Eribakanianda Korobo Jende Kiando Robo Jaka Karianda, Zebre de Kiemundo Robo Jaka Karianda Brokotorobo, Zebre Kekiemuzenke Kiando Robo Jacorabo Jaka, Haribo Sende Reba Sakurianda Brokotorobo, Eribande Kiendo Robo Jacorabos de Keriende Brokoto, Rebe Babasikanda Rabaseke Keriende Brokorobo Jaka Kariara Bojaka, Borobo Jokula. Yeke kerie de riba daraba de rebo dorobo jaka mondorobo jokula yeke kerie de jibra kaka keke kurubu zaka karianda brokos dorobo maribanda brokotorobo bobo korobo. If you have children, you're praying mysteries about their future. Your siblings, you're praying mysteries, things that have held families bound. You're unlocking them by talking to God about it. Maribo korobo sheke kenderi anda brokotorobo jebebere bazikari anda brokorobo sheke kurubo shakakari anda brokotorobo riba daki andere bazakuri anda brokokorobo ribebebekeri ende brokonani kantorobo shakaka berebo sotura ye your lane tracks for the future of that family zebreke yamanda boruba shonari anda zebre turi anda kakurobo sheke iando riba senke keri ende brokorobo shakakari araba shakakari araba rib your prayer is unraveling certain things Zebro <laughs> 
Ere yemandari vanda broko koroboja kakariene jibrada koroboje kekeriere bozaka karianda jebebebere mando robojo koroboja kakane kekekende kiando roboja kakarianda ebrozo kuraye kekeriene mani korobojo kulaye kekuroboja kakariara boze kekeriere bosuka narianda borobojo kulaye kekeriene jinana mundo roboja kuraboja kakarianda brokos toloboje kekiano ariba sakaka ribaze Keriende broko roboja kuramanda karianda borobojo kulaye kekeriende broko korobojo kulaye maribanda lane tracks lane tracks zebranda broko korobojo ka mondo robojo kulaye keke iando roboja ka kako 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 keke 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 jina nuna nina nina morobozu kakariende gokura boja kakaka jebebebebebeze kekeriende brokura boja ka ribababasanka karianda broko koroboja ka Bebozo kuyanda kiano masande kiana nakaye kaniana kaka borobojonto layeke kurubojaka kariata broko rebabuzanka karianda kokorobojete mina kurianda kokurabojaka eribasanka kariete kekenke kurumushanda kariata koko korobojaka borobojo kuriana kariana morobosuka kariana kakiani mozanda borobojo kunayeke keki 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 mando robojo tulayeke ke mina kurianda Mura kurianda, rebebebe kurianda, berebeke kurianda, kokurabujaka, mandorobojo, kokorobojaka, riada, keke, keriada, kakurabushanda, kievo, eri mandorobojaka, manikorobojeke, kurubujaka, karianda, brokotorobo, zebrakaki enimo, aribakati enimo, borubajanka, kariata, zebebebe kurianda, brokokorobojaka, rianda, brokurobojeke, keriereba, zimandorobojo, kuraye, manikorobojanka, brokurabazaka, Borobojo kura yeke keriete 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 Jima mamandare boze 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 bo Mina kurianda koko robo Mina kurianda kaki emuzanda Borobojo kula yekeke Deep things, deep things, deep things, deep things Speaking deep things about your families Barika doshte Baribado kura yekeke Barigadaka deke deki yamu Zebro tokorobosha kakariada koko robozo koko robosha kakariada bajeke keriada ba eribando robosho kondo 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 mina nikando brokura bosha kaka kaka kye mazaka mando robosho kula yeke keriada bajende debo sekanda morubajande yima mando robobo robosho koko robosho koko robosho koko robosho koko robosho koko robo rabizakanda katikadanda katikadanda. Borubajanda katikadanda kariete kekeke jina ni mando roboja kakari araboje keki ando roboja ka mando robozo kokorobojo kuraye mando robojo kokorobojo kuraye keke mando robojo kakari araboje keke rianda mando robojo kakari rianda maneke rianda now let's start to pray for Jesus house makiando robosh teleenda god's plans and purposes for this church we're praying for god to settle the issue with regards to our place of worship. We have no idea, but we can speak in mysteries to God, and God understands. We are praying by His Spirit, the mind of God. Let's pray for Jesus' house. Let's pray for the next stage, for an outpouring of God's Spirit, for a demonstration of power, for the power to heal, the power to save, to be manifest in this place. Jika kariara bojeke kurubojaka kariara bojeke keriene meneki andoroboza kurianda kakurubojeke aribazanka kariara bojeke aribandokura yeke keriende broku nanaka 
Aribande kieni mo shandori anda. Beze kiando robo jaka. Ariba sokura yeke keriende brokorobo. Ariba kata 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 yeke keke kurubo jaka. Aribo kokura mande keke keke rianda brokosto. Ariba kakure mondo robo jaka kariara boshte. Ribanda kiende kiando robo jaka. Mando robo zokura bashande rianda raboshte. Mando robo jokura bojokura yeke keriere bajaka kariaraba. Now let's stand in the gap for the body of Christ. We want to pray for the church in this land. We want to pray for the Archbishop of Canterbury. Uh, we want to pray for the Catholic Cardinal, Cardinal Nichols. We want to pray for the Archbishop Angelos of the Orthodox Church. We want to pray for the church in this land. Go on, just lift your voice. Go on, begin to pray. Begin to pray. This is God's end time army. This is God's instrument for revival. We want to pray in the spirit. I believe we are praying for a vicar in a village, a priest in a small town. Uh, we are praying for uh, a, a pastor in an inner city area where things are not happening. Go on, lift your voice. We pray in the spirit, so we pray the will of God. We pray for the body of Christ. We say, Mando 
now I'd like us to begin to pray for the nation. Let's begin to pray for the nation, for God's plan for this nation, for revival, for reawakening. Who knows where it's going to start, how it's going to start. Who knows how the dam will burst. Go on, let's begin to pray in the spirit. Let's, our prayers, we are asking God to just do it exactly as he has planned. It's, it's actually a mystery to us. A mystery, but we know God is plan God is doing it already. Barikadoshte, lebrotura ye, mandorobo shukaka, rabisa kateke teke teke teke, zebedeki yamushandura bosheke, mandorobo zukakarianda broko, borubajaka kariata breke deki yemujandu braki na nukantele broko taye, baruba zinka kariara boshte, borobo jokula yeke keriere boshte. Mandorobojuka karianda broko korobojokula yeke keriere bojakaka ribisanka brokuna nikantoro wildfires wildfire wildfire that's what we are praying for wildfire zebrokuna nikantorobo borobojokula yeke keke keke kake yamuzanka broko torobojotula ye mandorobojokula yeke keriende brokuna nikantorobo mandorobojaka karianda brokoto buraka kariara bajaka kariere bojeke Mando robojon koriende brokuna naka Mando robojuka kariende keriete brokura buja karianda Borobojeke kiando robojokuraye Mando robojokuraye ke keriende Mando robojokuraye ke kiando robojdo Thank you Lord, thank you Lord Thank you Lord, thank you Lord Thank you Lord, thank you Lord And, and you know one of the areas that I find in my personal life that I'm grateful for the Spirit of God is when I want to say thank you to God. You know, I don't know if you, some of you have been there where words fail you. Have, has anybody been there? Where thank you does not seem enough for what God has done. And you know, Paul says um, in the 16th and 17th chapter of 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 14, he says that it doesn't make any sense to give thanks in the Spirit where the people there are um, non-spiritual, um, unbelievers. He says, it doesn't make any sense. He says, how can they know what you're saying? And how can they say amen to it? You know, you can imagine you're at a lunch in, lunch in your office, and they say you should bless the food, um, say the grace, as religious people can sometimes say, say the grace. And then next thing you get up, Rebo, Shande, Shakaye, Shakaye. How many of them are going to think, what's wrong with her? Yeah, that's what Paul says. They are unlearned in the things of God, untutored in the things of God. But then Paul says, it is an amazing clue in the, in the 17th verse. He says, you do indeed give thanks well. Yeah, what was he saying? That, that it's actually it's an amazing thing. It's a good thing. It's, you're giving thanks in a, in, a, in a good way. It's just that don't do it there. Yeah, you can do it here because we all understand the language. Amen. I mean, we understand you're speaking a language, so you can do it here but not there. Amen. So for, for a minute or two, I just want you to genuinely from the bottom of your heart, using your mind and your imagination and starting to think about what God has done. I want you to start to thank him in the spirit. Go and start to thank him with your prayer language. Don't, don't bother with thank you. Just start to thank him. 
Jede, think about it first. Think about it. Think about it. Employ your mind. Employ your mind. Think about it. 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 And then as you think about it, start to express thanks in that language. Go on, think about it. Let it be thanking him in that language for specific things. Now for a minute or two, I want you to start to thank him by faith in that language. So now you're not thanking him for what is already done in the sense that it has materialized. But in that language, start to thank him by faith for what you see, for the future, for what you see, for what you know he has told you, for what you know. Go on. Go on, let this thanksgiving overflow. Go on as you thank him for what you see, for what he has done. Yes, because you see it, you receive it. You see, you have to employ your mind. You need, your, you need him to work with your imagination, to put in your spirit what he is going, what he has done already. You haven't seen the manifestation, but you can already, you know that he has done it because he is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should change his mind. Can you thank him in the spirit? Thank him in the spirit. Go on, just thanking him. Fill the heavens with, with this heavenly language as you say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My heart overflows with gratitude. Oh, we bless you, God. We bless you, God. We bless you, God. We bless you, God. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. How many genuinely feel like you wish we had more time just to lay more tracks? Yeah? Amen. Amen. Well, you have all the time. You know, you're going home. You can lay more tracks. You're driving home. You can lay more tracks. You know, sometimes Shola and I are in the car, and I say to her, you know, we're driving. Maybe we're going to Essex. And I say to her, just, let's just pray from, from home to Essex. It's an hour and a bit. And you can imagine the tracks we lay in, in that hour. And, and the Bible says every time you do that, you're making spiritual progress. By the time the prayer is over, you're not the same person who started that prayer. Amen? Hallelujah. And you know, you can do it in the most, in the most unlikely places, just under your breath, just muttering under your breath. I feel that's what Paul did a lot. That's why Paul could say, 
I pray in tongues more than all of you. You know, Paul was addressing a whole city of Christians. He said, more than all of you, I pray in tongues. Uh, and I feel that was a major part of his strength. Amen? Praise God. And so, Father, we thank you for tonight. Thank you for all the light illumination that you're bringing our way. And thank you for strengthening us in the place of prayer. And we pronounce a blessing on this seed as it is given. Father in heaven, as was said by more than one person at the prayers on Saturday, if our lives simply don't line up with your word, there's a disconnect. And Lord, we agree the disconnect came from us, but we are realigning ourselves by your spirit. And so we're asking that especially in this area of our finances, our financial health, that, our, that we might all prosper in our finances for the sake of your kingdom and your work, Heavenly Father. And Lord, bless every seed that is going to be sowed here today, O oh God. And for those who are struggling financially, let them enter a Rehoboth, a place where space has been made. We give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen.